Welcome to the Claussen Heating and Air Conditioning Podcast, a look at some of the biggest challenges homeowners face when trying to keep their homes comfortable, and how Claussen uses their experience, expertise, and problem-solving skills to connect people to comfort. If you have a specific question about your home, call 503-618-9646 or go to ClaussenHeating.com. Now with the General Manager of Claussen Heating and Air Conditioning, here's your host, Luke Anderson. All right, Tim. We are sitting down for the first official Closet Heating and Cooling Podcast. How are you feeling? I, I'm honored. Uh, excited. Yeah, excited where this can go and just get the communication out about some things that I know that people have questions about. Um, they, don't even, they don't even know what questions to ask. They just want to know, what about this? What about this? What about this? And I'm kind of hoping this series of podcasts kind of addresses each of those things. Perfect. Um, quickly, since it's the first episode that we're doing, a little background on your career. You've been doing this, well, all, you've been doing this a few years. Yeah. Well, I was born in Palm Harbor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, st- I started in the industry, gosh, way back in uh, the uh, late 80s uh, in Southern California, which is where I'm from. And, you know, just trying to make a living, you know, trying to live paycheck, paycheck, be an installer and just you know, lose myself in installing systems and found out shortly after being in the environment, even though Southern California is a nice environment, um, you don't always want to be outside, you don't always want to be in an attic, you don't always want to be on your hands and knees in a crawl space. So figured out pretty quickly, I better learn how to communicate, I better learn how to sell, I better learn how to lead, because I don't want to do this the rest of my <laughs> life. Fair enough. So, so yeah, so into the 90s, started to adapt into um, some sales background and, and have most of my background is in sales, um, sales of systems and high efficiency stuff. And, you know, I've been reasonably successful in that and I really enjoy it. I'm a people person. Uh, so I like to communicate with people, find out what's important to them, find out about them. Um, and that's probably led to most of this and been doing it about 30, 31 years now. 31 years. Yeah. I imagine oh a lot has changed in the technology uh. that you that you work with the the yeah. heating and cooling systems you're dealing with. Oh in, yeah, yeah. Back in the what, day, what did you say, the 60s when you started. Yeah, exactly. 60s. Thank you. Appreciate that. Those that can't see me, I'm not that old. Um, yeah, back then it was just you, you had a gas furnace or an air conditioner, and that's pretty much your choices. And now we have so many choices available to us on how systems work and what's important and the different things that they do and. And obviously now the codes are evolving and having an implication to some of that. So there's, yeah, it's not anywhere near. And like any other industry, uh, audio, video, or whatever, things evolve. Things get better. uh, Things get sharper. Things that we never thought we could do before are like, oh, yeah, let's dial. We should be able to do that. And it's everyday stuff. Everyday stuff. Um, So today we're going to focus on um, indoor air quality with everything that's happening in the world right now, um, you know, for, for anybody that's listening to this out of, out of sequence, uh, you know, we're in the middle of, uh, kind of hopefully wrapping up COVID. It's, uh, you know, early March, 2021. Yeah. And it, more people are spending time at home. More people are focused on, you know, being comfortable in their homes, but not just the temperature. Yeah. So we're going to talk about indoor air quality. What is that? Just, 10,000 foot definition of indoor air quality. Yeah, so 10,000 foot definition of indoor air quality really is uh, all about uh, the air around you or the condition around you. And, you know, that's in our word when we talk about air conditioning. It's conditioning of the air. So that can mean 
humidity levels, that can mean uh, low humidity, high humidity, that can mean particulate level, things that are in the air. Again, like everything else that advances, so do, uh, so do products. So we're talking about aerosols, we're talking about uh, different products out there, laminates and, and carpets and things like that, that, you know, they all look great and they're all, they all serve a great purpose, but they do put off a lot of junk in the air. And so now, you know, there's more attention to, and the one thing about this pandemic, it's, it's funny, I always tell people, it has made us, it has forced us in this industry to take a really close look at indoor air quality and start coming up with real solutions for people because what we're guilty of, quite honestly, and you know, we're a part of this industry too, but what this whole industry is guilty of is so for so many years, we just ignored indoor air quality. Honestly, we did. We, you know, by this system, by that, by that, oh yeah, stick in a one inch filter, you'll be fine. It's just as good as anything else out there. Well, that's not true. And and this pandemic, whether you think it's real or it's not real, it's it's out there has forced us to really take a close look and say, we better be experts on this. We better really understand the whole issue of indoor air quality and what does that mean to people? And so indoor air quality is also, hey, you've got a ton of air inside your house that's, it's not very healthy. It's three times worse than the air that's outside and the, out, the air outside is not that great. So you already kind of know what you're dealing with. What are the things we need to do? Well, we need to take the air that's cruddy inside, ventilate it out, and bring in new air. That's indoor air quality. And that doesn't necessarily involve filtering it. There's a piece of that in there, but it involves exchanging. Let's get rid of the bad. Let's bring in fresh. Let's start with something fresh. You know, it's kind of like water in a fish tank. You know, you put water in that fish tank and you don't have a filter or a pump. That first day, everything looks great. Goldfish looks great. All that colored rock, and if you're into salt water, all those colors, they look great. But you don't have a filter. About the second day, you, know, you start to see a little cloudiness. Third day, third week, you can't even see the fish anymore, and he's upside down if you can see him. And that's really kind of what it's like in our homes. It's just you can't see it as easy. And, and how do you measure that? So you're, you're normally dealing with temperature, which is obviously a pretty easy on a thermostat or you know just bring in a thermometer and you can yeah. tell exactly what the temperature is and the winter it gets too cold and the summer it gets too hot. That's pretty simple. Yeah. With indoor air quality, that's a little bit more difficult to measure yeah. and it doesn't have an immediate impact like heat and cool yeah. does on the yeah. body. So how do you, how do you measure yeah. indoor air quality? How do you give somebody feedback on that if they're curious, how's my home doing? Yeah, well some of the ways we measure it is just, you know, easy stuff like, you know, hey, you know, when your air conditioner is running, do you feel comfortable or do you feel cold but clammy? Well, the answer to that question can lead us to, okay, the AC unit's running, but the relative, relative humidity hasn't dropped. And really what an air conditioner does along with providing cold air, is it lowers the humidity level. It removes moisture out of the air if it's allowed to run long enough. And that's kind of one of the things in our industry that you know we're guilty of is oversizing of air conditioning equipment. So it short cycles, it's on and off real quick and easy. Well, it gets you to the temperature, but it didn't run long enough to remove the moisture. So you walk away feeling like, yeah, I can feel the cold air, but I still, I'm still sticky, I still gotcha. feel uncomfortable and that's because the relative humidity didn't drop that's one way to measure it 
Another way to measure it, and we, we've just come across this, is we've got a, a thing, it's called a CPS machine. It's no bigger than your, your monitor sitting here. And it's, you know, it's, it's an expensive tool, but we're able to, when we visit someone, we're able to plug that in, run a 30 minute test, and we can tell them after it taking in the air around it, we can tell them their VOC levels, whether they're harmful, not VOC. harmful. Yeah, the, uh, VOCs are things that uh, carpets put off or uh, laminates put off, uh, it, it, like this desk. We just put some tops on this desk and we spread contacts and on here to stick. Well, those contacts men has a ton of VOCs that come off of that and they stick around the air for a long time and they're not real good for us. And so it'll measure that. It can measure uh, carbon dioxide. It can measure parts per million at 2.5 or at 10, which is two of the recording uh, areas that they like to measure. And that tells us, hey, how many floating particles do we have floating around right now that you can't see with the naked eye, but that's bothering you? because it's those tiny particles that you can't see that bother people that have upper respiratory difficulties or asthma or you know hay fever or things like that. It's the tiny stuff that can blow right by a regular filter, get into your respiratory system and wreak havoc, which obviously that's all about what this pandemic is doing. And, and with indoor air quality, I mean, new homes, are they better equipped for a better indoor air quality or you know if you have an older home yeah. do they have their own challenges do they have their own positives negatives what's what's yeah, better? That, that's a great question um, the answer to the question in our experience has been both they both have their challenges and the the assumption is okay well we're newer homes you know we're building them more efficiently they're super good all that kind of stuff and that that's all true However, we are still putting things in the home, like carpets, like furniture, that put off the stuff. And, and you know, people buy these great homes, and what's, what's one of the first things that people do, if, at least if they're a decent person at all, they buy a dog, you know? And, <laughs> sure. and if you're so-so decent, I guess you get a cat, but that's for another podcast. <laughs> but, uh, Next um, podcast, yeah. dogs versus cats. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, as, as you know, I'm a dog person, and so people... You know, people bring in dogs, and you know they're they're awful. And then they're called a pet dander, and yeah. that's if you keep them clean. If you don't keep them clean, then it's even ten times worse. So all kinds of stuff like that. The older homes, obviously, they leak like a sieve. Anything that's outside can get inside through the natural leaks and what we call the envelope of the home. So that's really how the home is framed, both floor, wall, and ceiling, and. And do we get envelope leakage, let's say from a crawl space into a living space or from a attic space, which is worse into a living space. Cause you got all that stuff in the attic. You got all that sometimes moisture. Uh, a lot of times this insulation fibers, which you know, we know is just glass. It's not good for us. So, okay. So we've, we've got the problems. Yeah. New, new homes have their own challenges. Yeah. So it, it sounds like the old homes, more stuff is getting in. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like with the new homes, less stuff is getting out. Yeah, that's exactly it. Okay. We're in, in the new homes, you know, the quest to keep the heat in and make it more efficient, that's all great. And, and you know, about the 90s, they were, they were really, 90, 92, 93, they were really shutting up homes to keep the 
you know, the, the conditioner in. Yeah. Oh, great. The temperature. Keep the temperature. Yeah, right. keep yeah. it. That, that's better. And then we found out, oh, shoot, the indoor air quality started to get 10 times worse again inside. See, it went from three to 10 times since we were sitting here. <laughs> but, uh, but then they went, okay, now we've got to do this other thing where we've got to bring in outside air. So they put this thing in the code about bringing in fresh air from outside through our duct systems. And now we're finding out we were on the right track, but not nearly enough. As that grows inside, we need to bring more in. So, you know, there's some code changes going on right now with with Oregon in terms and Washington in terms with new construction, where you're going to be required to put in uh, some type of a balanced ventilation system. Meaning, I can't just bring air in and hopefully exhaust it by opening a door or window. That's not balanced. Yeah, I got to bring in. Um, a certain X amount of air, and I've got to exhaust that X amount of air so that it's balanced. That's okay. how important it's getting. So let's talk about solutions then. So you can walk in, you've got your little monitor, you can say, hey, your air is terrible, which mm -hmm. sounds like most homes are. Uh, yeah. It just depends on why. Mm -hmm. So you figure out the problems. What are what are the solutions? What is yeah. what are, what's available for homeowners to solve the? Yeah, issues? yeah, boy, that's a long list of stuff. So availability is things like okay. How, first and foremost, let's exchange the air like that water in that fish tank. Let's get some type of provision where we're bringing in outside air. But the key thing now is, you know, and I can hear people out there, you know, thinking it right now and, and wanting to you know, push the button and say, stop, what about this? Bringing in outside air when it's 30 degrees outside is not necessarily what people want to do in the winter when they want to stay warm inside. But, you know, they have things called the heat recovery ventilators, HRVs for sure. And what they're designed to do is bring in the outside air, uh, mix it with the inside air, keep the energy or the heat inside, but exhaust the stale air. So we're not actually exhausting the condition air that the system works so hard to put in the house. We're just saying we want to exhaust stale air, keep that energy inside the home that we wanted, but bring in some new fresh air. So getting a balanced HRV system is becoming quite popular now. So is that something where we're running a fan more often? Because it's you don't want to do everything kind of all at once. It's you yeah. Know, it's it's go back to your fish tank analogy, yeah. right? Yeah. When you get when you bring your first fish home, you take the water that's in the bag, you set the whole bag in there so that they can acclimate, right? Acclimate, right. So we we want to do the same thing I imagine with cooler as well mm -hmm. in, the, in the summer. Yeah. It's ninety degrees outside, you want to keep it 70 inside right you don't want to hear the big flush of, of air to recycle your entire system so yeah how how does it just how do you ease that in is that a new fan system do if if i had a home from the 90s if you reference mm -hmm. do i need to build that entire ventilation system yeah in, in many cases you would have to install that ventilation system but the, that's just one component of it again there's there's multiple layers, just, just like if you were to go to the doctor and say, hey, I don't feel good. A lot of times they'll say, okay, you need to do this, 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 and this. And it's not always just pop this pill and you'll feel better. Usually it's, okay, you got to cut down on your alcohol consumption, which I don't even know about that. You got to cut <laughs> down on your sugar. You got to, you know, all these things. Yep. It's kind of the same way with indoor air quality. You, there's, you have to, there are layers of this thing that you have to kind of attack each layer in its own way. So, you know, we talked about the HRVs and, and bringing in outside air, exhausting a stale air. That's one component. Second component is 
you know, if you have a ducted system, you have a fan that's attached to your furnace or air handler that's running the air through that ducted system. Well, you want to move that air around four, four times to five times an hour. That means back to water in a fish tank. You want to turn over the water in that fish tank yeah. so the fish is it's nice and clear and you can live. You got to do the same thing in the house. You got to turn that air over while you're bringing in outside air. So if you just bring in outside air and that's it, and you don't have your fan running, well, now we're not turning that air over as much as we possibly could. And we're not running it by the filter that's connected to that ducted system, which again, that's another layer of it, is what what is filtration? Because you hear all these words, yep. and you hear MERV rating, and you hear... I've never heard MERV rating for, for references. Well, there was, back when Merv Griffin was probably a talk show host, which it does date my age in front of people, but MERV rating is just a rating for for what we call a passive filter, meaning it just sits there and air moves across it and hopefully gets stuck on this filter just because it ran across it. So that's like a one inch filter? One inch, they have them in two inch, sure. they have but, them in four inch. But it's the big square one that most, most people probably and that's, have. Yeah, so what, what people see at your, your, you know, your local hardware store and they do come in, you know, the big move now is to get them in four inch and then they come with a MERV rating like a MERV 11 or a MERV 13 is a high rating. But again, that's not using any technology. That's just putting something in the pathway of yeah. a, you know, a particulate moving across it and hopefully we'll catch it. When you start graduating into some other systems uh, that use technology, whether that's IFD corona field plate or, or what have you, now you are you are actively doing something to that particulate to attach it. Well, to let's it. talk about those filters real quick, because I think everybody feels pretty comfortable when you know they go in and you know you're supposed to change them one every 30 days, and so when I change mine at 90 days, you pull out that filter, yeah. and it's got a bunch of built-up dust particles. You can see it's gone from white to black. Yeah. It did a great job, yeah. but those are really large particles Big. that are being grabbed in yeah. there. Yeah. How how much is getting through? How, how much of the contaminants in the air are actually being filtered by that? Yeah, the, just the big ones, like you said, that you can see with the naked eye. So if you're looking like at a typical one inch or two inch filter, even with a MERV 11 rating, those are getting a clean air removal rate, which is kind of a newer way to rate now. They're probably on the air of about 20 to 25% efficient. That means 75% of the stuff that's real tiny, walking right by. I sure. mean, there's no security at that door. They're getting in the club. They're doing whatever they want to do. Um, when you start getting into different technology, now you start talking about being able to remove stuff like, you know, our product with Train is the clean effects. You can start to remove things at a 99.98, which is, I mean, we might as well call it 100%. Well, don't call it 100%. No. It's just we're missing that two percent. We're working hard to get it, or point two 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 point two point zero zero zero. That's that's the actual oxygen. That's yeah, through something has to get through. <laughs> exactly. Um, but basically, and it's and it's trapping that stuff at a you know what we call a point one micron, which you know if you were you can't see it now, but if you're at home, you stick your the head of a you know ballpoint pen out, you can put ten thousand of those little tiny guys at the end of the ballpoint pen, so you can't see them with the naked eye. That's the stuff that bothers us. That when yep. you have asthma, that's the stuff that gets in there and go, I'm gonna wreak havoc with you. Cause I can get right by your filter, I can get right into your nose and into your 
your your chest and I can wreak havoc. Well, we want to be able to grab that particulate at that minute level. And how on earth do you do that, Tim? Well, you have to you start with the filter like a clean effects, but again, back to the layers. You've got to you've got to go get that. So there's two different types of filters. There's filters that as a particulate passes through it, it'll nab it. So it's kind of like you've ever seen those, uh, you've ever seen, I, I, sometimes you see these uh, fish uh, documentaries where it shows this little fish and he's hidden and all of a sudden a fish flies by and he's gone. I mean, he just gets sucked yeah. into the, It's kind of like that's what those filters do. Then there's filters or indoor aquatic products like the air scrubber that, and, and this is the geek part of us, I can admit <laughs> that right away. They send out these little powered water droplet that they are like little Pac-Man. They go out and attack viruses, particulate, and they, they go get them. And then the clean effect sits there and says, okay, when you're done killing it, bring it by me. I'll trap it in my thing. You can get rid of it outside. And we, we, we basically work together to get rid of that thing. How long has this technology been around? Oh, the clean effects. Gosh, clean effects, I think, don't quote me, but I think it first came out in the late 90s. I, I don't quote me, but it's been around a while. Okay. Again, a lot of the stuff, except for the air scrubber, air scrubber has been around with NASA, which is basically where it came from uh, since early 80s. But to get stuff like that into our area, the residents or yeah. our industry, it takes some time. And then when it is there, again, what we're guilty of in our industry, it's there. And then we as an industry go, yeah, we're not interested. We're just selling furnaces and air conditioners, you know, and it takes yeah. us a while to go, wait, knock on the head. We might want to pay attention to this kind of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. What's, what's the response you get from a, a customer? Somebody comes in and, you know, you walk into their home, you, you bring in the monitor and go, hey, here's what your air quality is. Mm -hmm. Here's how we improve it. Are they seeing a response right away? Yeah, yeah. If it's done correctly, and I think presented correctly, there is very favorable response. But it's kind of like they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. So if the approach is, hey, your air's dirty, we should, we've got some things to clean it up. Yeah, probably not, they're not as interested. But if you can do some of these tests, like the CPS machine we have, or some of these other things, they take notice. And it's like, okay, wait, you're really serious. Yeah, yeah, we're really serious. We're we have solutions. It's up to them, the homeowner, the customer, however you want. It's up to them if they they attach the priority to it. Yeah. You know, I was sitting with a couple yesterday on a Zoom uh, meeting, and I said, you know, we take a couple swings at it just to make sure they understand. So I said, you know, tell me a little bit about your indoor air quality priorities. Nah, yeah, nah, we're good, we're good, we're good. We yeah, we don't filters. Yeah, any any filter you want to put in it, we're fine. Okay. Okay, great. So we went on to our other questions and I kind of circled back around. I said, okay, and we always ask this question because studies show, show it. Who in the home has allergies? Because we don't say, does anybody have allergies? We say, who in the home? Because we know the studies from the EPA say that every home has at least one person. Really? Family of four averages. One person that's, you know, they may not have sure. full-blown asthma, but they're, they're struggling with something that we could help with. And so I said, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, who in the home has, has asthma. And he said, Oh, my daughter and my wife and I, I said, well, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's back up. You just told me that all three of you have asthma. Tell me about what, tell me what you do to deal with that. Well, we're, you know, we're on, we're on medication. 
my daughter uses a, a device, you know, I have a CPAP, I mean, through all these things, and I said, okay, wait, let's go back to why did you list the priority level at very low? And he said, because I didn't think they would help. And I said, oh, let's, let's have the conversation, you know, 30 minutes later after talking about some of the stuff you and I've been talking about, he's like, I need to have one of those in my house. Yeah, you do, because yeah. it's going to help. And, you know, it's not for everybody, but we have seen and we have been a part of those type of conversations and we stick in a clean effects and an air scrubber or one or the other. And, you know, we get a note three months later, hey, you know, my daughter's actually off her machine and she doesn't, we think she's going to be able to get off the medication. And we go, perfect. Yeah. We can't guarantee that. No, but we know enough of the stories to go, okay, it's, it, it's real, it works. And so what I would say to anybody that's listening is whatever you think your level of priority is for indoor air quality, it's probably a lot higher than you're willing to give it based on what we know today and what we're currently going through. Fantastic. And and what's the what's the install process for this? Is this something that you know needs to be done with an entirely new system? Can it be added to an existing uh, heating and cooling system? How, how how does? Yeah, it can be added to any 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 ducted system uh, with these two products. Now, even the air scrubber, if you don't have a ducted ducted system, the air scrubber does have a portable device, which we have on in our showroom and. You can basically turn it on and it will take care of a free, and that's the key words, a free open area of about 3,000 square feet. It's not as effective as the induct version one that gets you know all of the airflow in it, but it's but it's it still does the job. In fact, they're even making one you can plug in to the cigarette lighter of your car, so it will do that same technology in your car. And that's how important that they think it is. But it, it can be put into any ducted system. The, the better the furnace uh, fan is, the more performance you're going to get out of that. And what I mean by that is variable speed technology is going to do a little bit better job with and, moving that air. And variable speed technology, yeah. it, it allows you, you and I have had this conversation briefly in the past, so see if I can get it right. Yeah, let's uh, test it, time. <laughs> it allows you to keep the air moving constantly. The, the more airflow you have, the better temperature regulation you have because each room is going to be very similar temperature. But if the air is constantly moving, mm -hmm. your filter yeah. can do more work. Yeah, I give you a B minus there. B minus. I expected You bought me a bottle of wine, so I'll give you a B plus. <laughs> but um, yeah, along that line, but most importantly, what variable speed does is it uh, ramps up and down the airflow so it doesn't it's not just one constant airflow when the fan is on no matter whether you're conditioning or not variable speed technology allows that furnace to gradually ramp up to overcome things like static pressure buildup in a duct system um, or things like that and it will ramp down uh, meaning that if static pressure dissipates and it needs to ramp down it will meaning if you go into fan mode only which means I'm not conditioning, I'm not heating or cooling, mm -hmm. but I want the fan to continue to run because I want to exchange the air and I want to filtrate the yeah. air, um, then it can ramp down and run at a very low level so you don't feel the draftiness, if gotcha. you will, but it's still 
moving air around, which allows, if you have the clean effects, now you're filtering at 99.98% efficiency 24 seven, which is what we recommend. Yeah. And you know, we tell people, if you're gonna, if you're going to invest in that kind of filter, you, know, you wanna use it. Yeah, and, and one of the questions that comes up is, if I'm running my fan all the time, it, am, am I using a lot more energy? Yeah, that's a great question. So we've gotten that one solved too. So on a red variable speed fan, which we, in the day, days past, we call that a PSC motor. They're not allowed anymore. But on a regular non-variable ECM fan, you're probably going to spend in the neighborhood, again, with our electrical rates, whether you're Clark County or PUD here in Oregon, you know, you're going to spend in the neighborhood anywhere from 300 to 350 to sometimes $375 a year running that fan 24-7. You know, that's not huge when you factor in the benefits, but you get variable speed technology, now you're looking at a 40 watt light bulb, so maybe 50 bucks a year. You wouldn't even see it, it's a, it's a Starbucks latte yeah. every week. I mean, it's it's nothing, and you know, some of us are buying them every day, right, Luke? So. <laughs> By way, nothing. Um, but, but for people that are running their, their normal fan, they're not running it 24 seven because they can hear it and they can feel the airflow, so they're shutting it on and that's off. That's exactly right. But then, then your whole system has to work harder. Is that yeah, right? that's exactly, and that's why people don't do it. I don't want to feel that air mm -hmm. when I'm not getting heated. It's well, but they also don't want to pay for it. And they don't want to pay for it. But yeah, but, why would I want to do that? And yeah. so that's when we come along and say, well, you don't have to. Yep. Um, you can certainly put that clean effects or air scrubber or whatnot onto your existing furnace. You just have to know that if you don't have variable speed, you can still filter 24-7. That's not the problem. You're just not going to be able to do that at a gradual ramping up or ramping down and you're not going to save the money doing it. And the other thing we would say is when the fan does ramp down, it slows down. So if I'm moving particularly across the cleaner slower, it can grab more stuff. So it, it's, it's a benefit, I mean, if you want A-type stuff, clean room, hospital clean room type stuff, you want variable airflow, air scrubber, clean effects, bring in some outside ventilated air, get rid of the stale exhausted air, you're going to get as close as you can to, uh, you know, HEPA hospital room type stuff. Okay, so yeah, let's, let's, let's recap. So uh, your home is doing a terrible job by itself. Yeah making your indoor air quality any better. A new home doesn't necessarily help because it's harder for the bad air to get out. Right. An old home allows yeah. pretty much anything to walk through it. So regardless of what your home is, it's worth doing a checkup. Yeah, yeah. So then for a checkup, call Clausen's, call another you know uh, company that you work with, whoever mm -hmm. takes care of your mm -hmm. air quality. Yeah. But if we call Clausen's, you yeah. guys are coming in and, and running a test so we can actually see yeah. what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we're looking at it from a couple of different areas. We're looking at it from, you know, your indoor air quality needs, what makes it healthier for you. And we're also looking at it from a standpoint, because one of the things we haven't talked about in this thing is, oh yeah, the better filter I have, the more protection I have on my system. So, you know, some people are paying 15, 20, $25,000 for systems, and then they're connecting it to a one inch filter that does nothing. It's like buying this $10,000 uh, computer, and I'm just gonna plug it into the, I'll just get a, you know, a Radio Shack or whatever type of, uh, you know, device to plug it into, and that'll take care of any power surges. No, well, it'll fry that thing. Why would you do that? Well, you wouldn't. That's why they get surge protectors for those expensive computers. Think of those 
that those filtration device as protection for your equipment at that level. So how do they actually protect the equipment? How does yeah. that work? Yeah, well, one of the things, especially if you have an outdoor unit, whether that's a heat pump or an air conditioner, mm -hmm. somewhere in that indoor system is going to be what we call an evaporator coil. It's basically a A-shaped coil with, it looks like a radiator. It's got okay. a bunch of thin little tiny fins that are really, really close together. And if we can't keep particulate off of that, it's going to build up a layer of dust across that coil. And now the air flow from my variable speed blower, I can't blow across mm. that coil because I'm getting blocked by something. First thing that's going to happen is your outdoor unit is going to say, wait a minute, this doesn't feel good, but I can't stop running because I haven't met your temperature. Gotcha. Compressor seat keeps going and going and all of a sudden, poof. And it's all tied back to you. Uh, a bad filter, so you know our friend Soup can tell you all about that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great story about it. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that's the funny thing is you, you don't really think about it, but yeah, I guess why wouldn't mechanical devices work better in clean air? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean it's, yeah. it's equipment protection, but then the, the indoor air quality needs. It used to be that we all only talked about equipment protection when we talked about filtration. Really? But because things have evolved, we've gotten smarter. We've had things like pandemics come upon. Now we are being forced to be experts and say, wait, the indoor air quality benefit is larger than even the equipment protection. And we stumbled upon it. We stumbled upon it. We were, we were in the backwoods. Now, there are some companies that are still in the backwoods and that's up to them to decide to be. We're just not gonna be that kind of a company. We're trying to be as progressive in this as possible to help as many people as we can. Well, there you go, clausenheating.com. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. go and check it out. You can set up Absolutely. your appointment. You can do it virtually, or you can do it in person. Obviously, for Absolutely. the indoor air quality check, yeah, you'll have to be in person. Yeah, we'll have to. That takes thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Yeah, it's nothing. And we, you know, if you do have to have us in person, you know, obviously we do mask up, gloves, yeah. and, and and runners. And we try to be very respectful. You know, some people want to go hibernate in a back room because they're concerned, and we understand that. We yeah. we're sympathetic to that, and. We'll run the test and we'll go outside and have a conversation with the outside. So All right. We're adaptable. Perfect. Yeah. If you have more questions about indoor air quality, uh, talk to Tim and his team here at Colossal Heating and Cooling. And uh, we'll be back with another episode of the podcast very soon. Hope you enjoyed the first one and we will continue to make these. If you have questions, uh, just give Colossal a call and uh, tell Tim that uh, you know, you'd like us to tackle whatever topic and we'll be happy to get to it so thanks absolutely thank you appreciate it thank you for listening to the Clausen heating and air conditioning podcast if you have more questions about today's topic or want to see how Clausen can make your home more comfortable call 503-618-9646 or go to clausenheating.com